Welcome to the Unseen Realm with Paul Renfro and friends. I'm your host, Paul Renfro, and with me are dear friends and mature people who are studying the scripture together about living as a spirit. We're using the scriptures in my book, Nobody Sees This You, How to Live as a Spirit in the Unseen Realm. It's available at ParadigmLighthouse.com. That link is in the show notes. You're welcome to get a copy, but you can just follow along. We'll have a whiteboard that has the excerpts and the Bible verses we'll be discussing. But it's the tagline that probably drew you to this presentation. Finally, a Bible explanation for what you are experiencing. Because all of us in this group are like you. We have been through this process of having that itch inside that nobody could scratch. But instead of giving up or just taking it as part of the norm, we each have pursued God and found that He could scratch that itch. When strange things keep happening in you and in your life circumstances, don't you feel deep down that there is something, some way, somehow, some, somebody in an unseen world that is active and maybe even determinative in this visible present world and maybe in your life? Well, you aren't crazy. That is happening to more and more people, and we know because it's happening to us as well. So we know for a fact that it is God agitating people to draw near to him. And that's not an easy process. So we welcome you to join in. That's what we're discussing tonight. Please give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down because your comments are welcome. And the show notes will tell you how to contact me directly. Now, my friends and I, thank you for joining us. It's a privilege to talk about these things with each other and to include you. We're taking one Bible passage at a time that's used in my book, Nobody Sees This You, How to Live as a Spirit in the Unseen Realm. And so first, I read the scripture, and then we read the short excerpt about that scripture from the book. And then our group discusses it together, and I'm sure you'll find that to be not only fascinating, but also relevant to your own questions. So let's get started. Welcome to the Unseen Realm with Paul Renfro and friends. I'm your host, Paul Renfro, and with me are dear friends and mature people who are studying the scripture together about living as a spirit. We're using the scriptures in my book, Nobody Sees This You, How to Live as a Spirit in the Unseen Realm. It's available at ParadigmLighthouse.com. That link is in the show notes. You're welcome to get a copy, but you can just follow along. We'll have a whiteboard that has the excerpts and the Bible verses we'll be discussing. But it's the tagline that probably drew you to this presentation. Finally, a Bible explanation for what you are experiencing. Because all of us in this group are like you. We have been through this process of having that itch inside that nobody could scratch. But instead of giving up or just taking it as part of the norm, we each have pursued God and found that He could scratch that itch. When strange things keep happening in you and in your life circumstances, don't you feel deep down that there is something, some way, somehow, some, somebody in an unseen world that is active and maybe even determinative in this visible present world and maybe in your life? Well, you aren't crazy. That is happening to more and more people, and we know because it's happening to us as well. So we know for a fact that it is God agitating people to draw near to him. And that's not an easy process. So we welcome you to join in. That's what we're discussing tonight. Please give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down because your comments are welcome. And the show notes will tell you how to contact me directly. Now, my friends and I, thank you for joining us. It's a privilege to talk about these things with each other and to include you. 
We're taking one Bible passage at a time that's used in my book, Nobody Sees This You, How to Live as a Spirit in the Unseen Realm. And so first I read the scripture and then we read the short excerpt about that scripture from the book. And then our group discusses it together. And I'm sure you'll find that to be not only fascinating, but also relevant to your own questions. So let's get started. Let's begin with a scripture that describes what happened between Moses and God when God first appeared to him in the burning bush. Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. Now, that comes from Exodus 3, 13 and 14. And before we get to the excerpt from the book, Nobody Sees This You, How to Live as a Spirit in the Unseen Realm, a little bit of background may help you make sense, especially if you've been around Christian circles. You know that sometimes you hear the term Yahweh. In Hebrew, that term we'll talk about here shortly is simply four consonants because original written Hebrew did not have written vowels, only written consonants. And this great term has been the subject of probably more writing in the Bible than any other single word. Moses asked what name he should use for God, who replied in Exodus 3.14, I am who I am. Those five uppercase English words translate one four-consonant word of the Hebrew language in which Moses wrote Exodus. Those four consonants are Y-H-W-H. Why did God identify himself to Moses with this four-consonant word? I am who I am. God uses his identity as a spirit to serve as his name. Y-H-W-H, which we pronounce Yahweh, means that he depends on no other spirit for his existence. I am who I am. He uses that name to say his identity is unaffected by time or by circumstance. Y-H-W-H, Yahweh, also separates him. No creature can assess or package his identity. And I might add, certainly none can mimic it. So this is the nature of spirit identity. Our usual forms of personal identity are much different. Our actions, our appearance, our job, our family, our possessions, how well our children behave or how well they don't, I might (laughs) add today. But those are on the room-facing side of that tapestry we talked about in previous episodes. And on the room-facing side, things vary with time and circumstance, people, events, and places. But our spirit is on the backing side. It's the spirit realm dominated by agreement, which undergirds all the visible reality. And he welcomes every spirit who has faith in him into this unseen realm. And this is why the title of the book is Nobody Sees This You. Only he sees this you that he welcomes in. 
And he imparts this spirit identity to everyone who follows Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus described your spirit birth in a verse we've talked about in previous episodes when he met with Nicodemus in a windy environment. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Now, Christians can live as if the awakening of our spirit added to what we already were before our salvation. But we wrongly think that our spirit birth merely augmented our fleshly capacities. I might, on an aside, say that's like the superhero ideology, where somebody gets exposed to gamma rays and all of a sudden they become the Hulk. No, this is not accurate. Jesus purposely chose the words born again to signify an entirely new level of existence for a human being. All our lives before salvation, we had only our soul and body. It was bequeathed to us by our first parents whose sin killed their spirits and ours. Even after being saved, we can continue to identify ourselves by that limited existence on the room-facing side of the tapestry. It's easy to accept that limit. Soul and body are sufficient for the seen world. With our soul, we have emotions, mind, and will. With our body, we have a means of growth and participation controlled by our soul. This combo of soul and body bereft of a living spirit, the Bible term is the flesh. And so if you're around Christians and you've heard them use the word the flesh, this is what they're talking about, soul and body without a living spirit. Now, the birth of your living spirit is no mere addition to your flesh. It is the birth of a competing identity. Either it will rule your flesh or your flesh will suppress your spirit. This is why Paul makes a distinction in Romans 6.13. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the decision of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. We've talked about a number of scriptures here, so let me open it up to my friends. Now, Andrew took the lead last time, and so why don't we toss it over to you, Stacy? So let's hear your thoughts as we review this idea that our spirit is a separate identity, because it was a question that you expressed in the previous episodes. I wanted to touch on uh, first session. I really am because I think that one detail, this is more like a question mark. I, I want more revelation about it. Um, hey, join the club. That's why we're here. And <laughs> listener, can you get the idea that we're open? I mean, questions are welcome because we're, hey, we're growing too. We're not coming across as somebody who's superior to you in any way, but mm -hmm. hey, we're all on the bottom of the barrel together when it comes to looking up and hoping we see God. Go ahead, Stacey. Just like we talked about that the human spirit is dead. And then when the Holy Spirit comes, and this is just the way that makes sense in my mind. Go for it. Go <laughs> is for that it. when we receive the spirit of God, it fuses with the human spirit bringing life and taking over. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit is known as also the spirit of life. So yeah. that's the only way I can think about it is that, that we're alive in Christ. 
and how we can worship God in spirit and in truth. If that makes sense, I hope it makes sense. Does there anybody that doesn't make sense to on this uh, <laughs> meeting? Because I think that was just so beautiful. Mark, let's hear from you. What are, what are your thoughts on this topic that we're talking about? Stacy's uh, observation, you're obviously studied about Yahweh. And then we also talked about soul and the body and flesh. So why don't you uh, pitch in on that? <laughs> okay, I'll try. Stacy, you did a really good job. I, I think that as we're talking about this, the deeper we go, the more we need the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, to reveal God. And so yes. uh, while you were talking a little bit, and I was looking at the very beginning on the whiteboard, talking about Yahweh, and I am who I am. The wording there is, is similar to self-existent. So he's outside the parameter of time and material in that mm -hmm. sense. He's in eternity, which goes back to Holy Spirit, and since he's self-reliant, he's God, we then have to rely on and, and then make that separation. So we rely on him, Holy Spirit, to come in and interface with our soul. The soul and the spirit, very hard for us to determine the, the consciousness of the human being, understanding that is spirit as well. Because we're in a flesh suit that when we die, this stays and the rest goes and it goes to heaven to Yahweh, goes back to the original creator, then we're left sitting here determining how does that work? How do we understand? We're back to trying to understand the Trinity in that sense. And that is very difficult. We have a God we don't understand necessarily because we don't understand spirit. It's not our first point of reference. But by faith, I got to bring faith up because we have to believe by faith Yahweh. I am who I am. And we know that how that whole thing looks. There's a bush that's burning. It's not being consumed. And Moses has described that to the people. And here we are trying to describe and have a conversation on the unseen realm that we fit into somehow. And Moses is doing exactly the same thing. <laughs> here we sit. So I just wanted to bring the faith element into it because without faith, obviously it's impossible to please God. Why? Because I think it's just grabbing the understanding that he is so amazing and, mm -hmm. and so reverent and so and the one that we fear. And, and so we start to recognize that before we even say spirit, the holiness of God. And so we find ourselves somehow relating to that in our condition, knowing that without Jesus, we can't be there mm -hmm. because he made a way where there was no way. And so now we're back to square one, Yahweh. <laughs> Mark, I'm telling you, aren't we having some great worship? Even as we talk, I just can feel and listener you can tell oh, we're not we're here with as many questions and more questions and answers but there's a receptivity and this whole discussion that we're participating in and recording for your benefit because as we said earlier finally a bible explanation for what is happening in you for what you're experiencing oh it just may be just a little more explanation than somebody's got already right guys all right diane you're up what are your thoughts about this because we've been talking about the flesh the soul and the body well, it's been a lot of years I've lived with those verses. 
So one thing I thought of was Cahill's Gifts of the Jews. The historian Thomas Cahill, who wrote People of the Book, Gifts of the Jews. The Gifts of the Jews had a scene in there that was life-changing. And I can't describe it, and I don't recommend all of his book, but that scene was so profound. And sometimes I think, okay, Holy Spirit, you've got to show me because there's no way I will know what to do. And if you don't show me the way I think it should be, it's okay because you are everything and your spirit is real and my spirit is real and that's enough. I know I said this last time, but I'm not sure we can pick it apart and say, okay, here's the Holy Spirit Here's my spirit. There's your spirit. I think what Mark said about by faith that we know these things and also rejoice in them. This when Paul wrote this book and he said, we are spirits. I don't know why, but that just was like, bam. (laughs) Yeah, we are. I I think it's organic. I don't think you can separate. Oh, my soul did that or. My body did that. Mm. I think it's all one whole thing. One holistic. And God's going to add to our knowledge. If we want to see what the spirit does or know our own spirit and all, he will show us if we're Mm. obedient and stick with him. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I'm over here worshiping while you're talking. It's so profound. Did that make sense to you all, what Diane said? Okay. Yes, see they're nodding. Chris, how about it? I have the two thoughts. I don't know which one to go first with. Never heard to start with scripture. In Luke 1, verses uh, 46, 47, Mary, in Mary's song, she says that my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. I wanted just to pull that circle around in terms of the soul-spirit discussion we had before, and this I am who am, part of our biggest difficulty in communicating with God, trying to figure him out, thinking that he isn't going to accept something or whatever, is because we keep thinking of him in human terms instead of in spirit terms. And I think when we're in um, deep meditation, when we can every once in a while possibly reach a moment of divine union where our spirit joins God's spirit, that supersedes body and soul. That goes to that target part of from the circle of the body to the soul and then the center being the spirit. And the other piece that I wanted to address was, is that I hope you follow this because you might think I'm crazy and my husband definitely thinks I am at times. But, we accept um, you, Chris. <laughs> and there's a, there's a movie called Field of Dreams. Oh, sure. Oh, is, yeah. right, with Kevin Costner. And if you're not familiar with it, he has a farm out in Iowa. And he has plowed down beautiful corn to make this ball field. And everybody thinks he's crazy. And he's losing money. And his home, home is about to be given away and mortgaged. And the bank is asking for stuff. And his wife totally follows these little messages that he's hearing, which might be spirit messages. The movie doesn't address it. But the point that I want to talk about is her brother doesn't 
get this whole field thing. And of course, famous baseball players show up in this field and he sees it, Kevin Costner, his wife sees the people, they talk to them, but the brother just sees a barren field and doesn't, can't see these players. And so he pretty much thinks they are a little crazy. And at the near the end of the movie, no matter all the things that have happened and everybody else is seeing them, he still stubbornly can't see them. And something happens, a human moment in the movie that is, or transcends time and even bodies shifting the thing where this old ball player moves in and becomes, changes into a particular piece of time. The fact is the brother all of a sudden looks out at the field that has been empty the whole time, although we, the viewers and everybody else can see these ball players, And he says, when did all these ball players show up? <laughs> and so he had this shift and that's the shift from soul to spirit or, or the, the eyes of the Lord opening the eyes of our mind to be able to see and understand things. That's Holy Spirit in, mm-hmm. in other moments, not in the movie. But that's when the Holy Spirit helps us see and we feel that, not just through our soul, which is the mind part, but through our spirit. We have this understanding of God as spirit from our spirit. And that's Mm -hmm. what I thought that little scene showed where he was like, oh, I get it now. Where did all these people show up? (laughs) Does that help at all? Did that make any sense to anybody? Oh, it made it such a beautiful and uh, no wonder I liked that movie. Andrew, (laughs) let's finish this episode with your thoughts. I don't have any... uh... New thoughts. Uh, I'm there with Stacy, still still uh, chewing on the previous uh, session. Very good. Because wasn't that a great discussion? Man, that was a great discussion. I really appreciated what you said, Diane. I appreciate what they all said. We'll continue our discussion in the next episode of The Unseen Realm with Paul Renfro and his friends. In the show notes are the links mentioned as well as the whiteboard we used and the scriptures that we discussed. Now, you already know that our podcast and Bible discussion benefits from your thumbs up or thumbs down, right? So thanks for doing that, and we'll enjoy your participation. If you have questions or interest, you can use the contact form at ParadigmLighthouse.com to reach out to us.